You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Special postcast edition of the podcast as we recap BYU's 42-14 demolition of Utah State tonight in Logan. Big time win. It is late, but I am here with you to talk BYU beating Utah State. We'll recap all of it for you. Let you hear a little bit from Kalani Sitake and some of the players as well from this big win for the Cougars as they get to 4-4 four and four on the season. This podcast, as always, brought to you by our title sponsor Deseret First Credit Union. Can't thank them enough for their continued patronage of this podcast with that let's get to it this is locked on cougar special postcast edition as BYU takes care of business against the Aggies What's up, guys? This is Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. It is late. It is 1 a.m. Uh, officially 1 a.m. It should be 2 a.m. Daylight savings time has just kicked in. BYU takes care of business against the Utah State Aggies, winning the old wagon wheel, taking it back to Provo with a 42-14 route of Utah State. Big time win for Kalani Satake and his program. They're now riding a two-game winning streak as they took down National Rate Boise State two weeks ago. And now the Cougars look ahead to a three-game jaunt here that should see them get to seven wins relatively easily should they not get in their own way. Let's talk about this game for here, here for a moment before we get you some of the post-game sound from Logan. But BYU, holy smokes, rolled up 639 total yards in this game. It's the highest since a win against Wagner in 2015 with 741 yards. BYU set season highs in passing yards with 418 total, as well as rushing yards at 221, while also scoring a season high 42 points in the victory over the Aggies. And I'm not going to lie to you guys, going into this game, I didn't expect it to go this way, but all the same, big time win for Kalani Satake and his program, and you can't take it away from him. Very impressed with BYU's quarterbacks in this game. I said quarterbacks. Any of you that watched this game saw this happen. Jaron Hall uh, gets hit on a second touchdown run of the first half just before halftime. Watch the replay. I retweeted it on my Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch. Uh, Dustin Smith from QB Elite. Jaron Hall appears to take a head shot from an opposing Aggie player. Inadvertent. It wasn't anything malicious or dirty, but it appears that he was concussed. That's some of the reports coming out from multiple people saying he suffered a second concussion and was knocked out of this game. So therefore, Baylor Romney comes in, takes the final snap of the first half as BYU takes a knee to go to the locker room, and then he sees the game out at quarterback for the Cougars, dealing with his own foot injury, according to what I heard on ESPN, and he was hobbling around a little bit of a hop skip in his step, but he leads BYU all the same to a big win for the Cougars. Jaron Hall, in his first half of action, 12 of 16 passing for 200 14 yards, 7 carries for 54 rushing yards, and of course the two touchdowns on the ground for himself in the first half. And then Baylor Romney, no slouch in his own right in the second half. He goes 10 of 16 in the second half for 191 yards and two touchdowns. He also had an interception as well as adding four rushing attempts for 19 yards. Lopini Katoa and Gunnar Romney had four catches each to lead the Cougars in that department. Katoa had a career-high 129 receiving yards, aided by a 77-yard jaunt on a 77-yard screen pass that was just money. That's one thing we need to note about BYU is their screen game 
absolutely on point this evening or last night, however you want to term it. But a big-time win all the same for BYU. And then on the defensive side of things, BYU forces five turnovers, finishes plus two in the turnover margin as Kavika Fanua, Peyton Wilgar, and Bo Tanner all recorded interceptions. Uh, also forced fumbles that were recovered by Devin Kafusi and Isaiah Kafusi as well for those five turnovers. So you can't say anything bad about this win for BYU. They took care of business. They came out, laid the sledgehammer down, and just took care of business. And that's a massive, massive win for the Cougars as they roll to a big-time rivalry win. The biggest note of it all, I think, from the postgame is that BYU, Kalani Sitake in particular, as a head coach, he's never had a winning record against the BYU stated rivals, speaking of Utah, Utah State, and Boise State, in a season until tonight. BYU, of course, lost the season opener against the University of Utah, but in the last two games they have played, they have upended both Boise State and Utah State, giving him a 2-1 and record against BYU's rivals for the first time in his head coaching career, and it comes at a great time for BYU. Like I said, they're looking forward now to Liberty next week, Idaho State the week after, and then a trip to UMass. BYU should handle business. The toughest of the three is Liberty, and I'm expecting BYU will be a 20-point favorite when odds open early this morning. It'll be a couple hours from now when the Vegas sportsbooks start putting them out. But I would expect that BYU is a heavy favorite in their next three games, should carry seven wins into their season finale Thanksgiving weekend at San Diego State with a chance to go to eight wins before a bowl game in Hawaii. That should be a massive, massive opportunity for the Cougars to win, and we'll see how it all shakes out the rest of the way. I'm just looking at this, and I... I feel like BYU has righted the ship in a big way. Those two losses against Toledo and USF forced big-time changes. Kalani Sitake has taken over this defensive play calling and the defense as a whole at BYU to a large degree. He's making calls. He's putting game plans together. And on the offensive side of things, it's a pretty collaborative effort now. Guys like Aaron Roderick and Fessy Sitake have a big-time say in what BYU is doing on offense, and it's paid off. There's no if, and, or but about it. BYU has has won games that they might have otherwise lost had they continued on with the so-called status quo after the USF and Toledo losses. It forced change. BYU changed for the better, and they benefited from it. So massive, massive victory for BYU. Can't overstate how big this is for the program. They should be, like I said, 7-4. and four. They should be uh, bowl eligible shortly here, and it's a big time showing for the Cougars as this season just continues to twist and turn. But I really like what BYU showed in this game. Set season highs in yards, passing, rushing, also points. The offense is getting untracked a little bit here, and it's proven that BYU's offense can score more than 30 points in a game tonight with the 42 they scored tonight. Massive, massive victory all the same for the Cougars. They have they shouldn't take anything other th- away other than that they took care of business. They went to Logan, are bringing the old wagon wheel back to Provo where they hope to keep it for the foreseeable future. Obviously, they'll play another game next year against Utah State and we'll have, see how that shakes out. But all the same, the wagon wheel is coming back to Provo for at least one more year. BYU fans, very gleeful on Twitter, as you should be. You can follow this show on Twitter at LockedOnCougars. You also can check out the show on Facebook and Instagram at the same user handles at Locked On Cougars. Love to interact with you guys there, but 
Massive, massive win. Utah State fans understandably salty on social media t- tonight after that loss. Uh, Utah State, man, they're falling apart a little bit here. Back-to-back blowout losses against Air Force and BYU. They're looking to right the ship a little bit here, sitting at 4-4 four and four in their own right. But we're not talking Utah State football. We're talking BYU football. A couple of final notes for you before we get to some of the post-game sound. Is, yeah, I wanted to run down the stats real quick. Micah Simon was the only other player to complete a pass in this game. Did it on a reverse pass to Baylor Romney. He was one of one for 13 yards. And of course, on that, he gets uh, hit by DJ Williams. How many times will we see a wide receiver get a roughing the passer call on a cornerback? But all the same, it, it is what it is. And Baylor Romney caught that pass, rumbled. Quarterback ratings across the board, 98.2 for Jaron Hall, 90.9 for Baylor Romney. That's hurt by the interception. Micah Simon tied Jaron Hall in QB rating with 98.2 with his one completion. So a massive, massive showing for BYU. Jordan Love got his yards in this game. He was 29 of 49 for 394 yards for the Aggies. But the stat line that matters, one touchdown to three interceptions. His quarterback rating, 52.7. BYU took the ball away. They stonewalled Utah State in the red zone. None bigger than Jordan Nathan catching that pass one on the half-yard line. Austin Lee just comes up and absolutely slams into him, stops him before the cavalry gets there on a fourth and goal uh, scenario and they don't get the score for Utah State. I think that that play was indicative of BYU having the have having more of the will in this game and it's a credit to the Cougars. They took care of business. Absolutely, there was no doubt about it. Sione Finau finishes the leading rusher for BYU with 15 carries for 72 yards. I think he's going to be your starting quarter, starting running back, excuse me, the rest of the way for BYU this season. I really like what he has shown. He has just absolutely been a workhorse running back. I think he's developing nicely into that, and I think his development is a very good sign for the future. Talon Shumway and Dax Milne both had three receptions in this game. Talon Shumway, 61 yards. Dax Milne, 60 yards. Gunnar Romney, the four receptions for 45 yards, and Moroni Laulu Pututau goes back to his hometown. Well, just he lives, he's from Smithfield, which is just outside of Logan. Goes back to his home county, picks up a win with three receptions for 44 yards. Most notable thing about this is that Matt Bushman did not catch a pass in this win. BYU routes an opponent without Matt Bushman being a big part of the offense. Kind of crazy to think about, but it is what it is, and BYU wins the game all the same. On the defensive side of things, three players tied for the high in tackles on the night. Brackenell Bakri, Austin Lee, and Max Tooley. All tallied six total tackles, each of them four of those solo. Chaz Ayu, who came up injured during this game but did return to action, had five tackles in his own right as well as a pass breakup. Shaman Willis, Shamal Willis, Shaman Willis, excuse me, man, I'm struggling with names right now, four tackles, two pass breakups, and just a big time showing for the BYU defense across the board as they hold Utah State to 14 yards despite piling up over five, 14 points, excuse me, despite piling up over 500 yards of offense. So once again, massive, massive win for the Cougars. They're now two wins away from bowl eligibility. They should get those the next two weeks against Liberty and Idaho State at home in Provo. Those will be the final two home games of the season for the Cougars. Hopefully you guys can get out and support the Cougars at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Then they go on the road to UMass. Should pick up a seventh win there and then go into the San Diego State game looking for an eighth regular season win with a chance to add a ninth in their bowl game. 
Big time win for the Cougars. All right, we'll take a short time out here. We'll come back. We'll get you some of the post-game sound from both players and coaches at BYU. You are listening to a special postcast edition of Locked on Cougars. All right, let's get you some sound from the locker room tonight. BYU beats Utah State 42-14. Absolutely massive victory for the Cougars. Kalani Sitake spoke to the media after the game. Starts off his comments here talking about the plan with the quarterbacks was actually to play both Baylor Romney and, and Jaron Hall in this game, according to him. But he'll explain what happened with the whole scenario there. I think the goal was, uh, I mean, we'll tell you now, we were going to play both of them anyways. And that one kind of forced our hand. And, We'll still kind of evaluate it and see what happens after. How's Dyan Good. Yeah, Dyan's good. And we got some young guys that, that we're able to rotate in there, but Dyan's good to go. What does this win mean to you? What was that? How big of a breakthrough is this for your offense? Oh, we'll see. we got to just keep building on it. I mean, we had a fumble in the red zone that I didn't like, you know, and um, but I like the way our, our aggressive nature, I like the way they're blocking. Has some new bodies on in there, and I thought uh, Lopini and Siona did a great job running the ball. Yeah, I mean, I'd, you know, we obviously uh, we played a little bit different, unique defense tonight, and um, I don't know if it caught uh, Utah State off guard, but uh, I like the, the fact that we made them earn it, and points is all I care about. So I'll take all those yards if they only get 14 points. What does the win mean to you coming in a rivalry game? I'm just happy for the players and the fans. So that's the guys worked hard, and I'm glad they they earned the win. So nothing, uh, nothing other than I'm a fan myself, and I, like I said before, I just have the best seat in the house. Did Jared suffer his injury in that touchdown run that seven yards? You know, I don't know. I I'll kind of review it and see. Um, I don't know. So like it might have been a helmet to helmet not called. You really? Yeah. Well, someone should have told me and I would have taken a timeout or asked the refs, but I don't know. I, I, I thought. Uh, it's a, it's a violent game, and unfortunate part of it is sometimes injuries. And so we'll see how he progresses right now. And I just wanted to be healthy. That's the main thing. Baylor was, Baylor was able to come in in the second half and engineer two Sorry. straight. A touchdown drives can come in about his play. Please start yeah, he, it's what he's been doing. You know, he, I think he uh, offensively our guys are starting, starting to be, have a lot more confidence in himself. And, um, you know, we, like I said, I think he executed the plays well, well but – I also like the way our O-line protected him, you know, so I thought it was a good team effort and offensively all the guys did well. The screen plays are really nice because uh, one thing that the people don't talk about is the blocks downfield from the receivers and that helps bring a lot of first down on, on a lot of big plays on the screen plays and everything that we had. We also took some shots and it was successful there too. Yeah, last week we had the uh, last game we had first brother brother interception and uh, we'll just keep recruiting more brothers and see what happens. Bonnie, how proud are you of this team right now? What's that? How proud are you? Oh, I'm just really happy for them. And these guys work really hard and, you know, they, they believe in each other. And so uh, we'll just keep that culture going about loving and learning. And I just, I've been really impressed with how these guys just, they come to work every Monday where they're ready to go. What was the exchange like with you and Gary after That's my guy, you know, so um, we told each other that we loved each other and um, good game, you know, but I'll be uh, texting him again. Um, you know, probably tomorrow, and it's like the relationship I have with with Gary and Kyle, and a lot of people in the state that are coaching in other places I value, and so really important to me that that uh, he knows that I love him. Have you ever been around a linebacker group that got more interceptions than this one does? Um, no, but I mean these guys are all young too, so I think uh, I think they all return next year. That's a good sign. 
Sorry, 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 I don't know how they're gonna evaluate a little bit more. I mean, I, I think you give credit to the player, the teams that we played against, and made some plays, more plays than we did, and um, we had some things work out for us. And I think uh, offensively, if you're thinking about it, um, we were able to establish a run presence that helps us keep keep teams on on their heels a little bit. And, um, we were able to, you know, I think we were able to do whatever we wanted offensively. And then defensively, we, we were able to tackle well. Last year, we didn't tackle these guys as well as we should have. And, I, I mean, there's things that I think we can improve on defensively. There, there are a lot of big plays that we gave up. But I thought, for the most part, as the game went on, our guys got stronger, especially the three-man rush that we had. What changes did you make with this new defense? The defense has been working hard. Coach Tuyaki and... Ed Lamb, General Guilford, and Preston Hadley's done, they've done an amazing job getting these guys ready. And the players believe in what, what they put in front of them, and away we go. There you go, Kalani Satake, BYU head coach, and obviously excited about his team. A big win. You can tell he's, hey, points are all that matter. They can pile up as many yards as they want, but if you hold them to 14 points, I'll take the win any day, obviously. And his program now four and four. He has a winning record against his stated rivals for the first time in his head coaching career. Everything is trending up for the Cougars despite that midseason lull against Toledo and USF. BYU is off and rolling here, and there's a big opportunity now for them to finish the season on a very strong push for eight wins. All you got to do is worry about next week, though, against Liberty. Take care of business there and just take it week by week. But looking far out, because we can do that, we're not actually on the team. I'm not on the team. I'm Jay Catch. I can look out, and I think BYU should have seven wins going for an eighth win on Thanksgiving weekend in San Diego. Let's give you some of the player sound. It'll be a short clip here from Isaiah Kafusi. The sound quality tonight, not great, so we had to chop it up a little bit. But Isaiah Kafusi talking about his play. He almost had a a fumble return for a touchdown. You'll hear lament the fact that it was overturned and of course Jer- uh, uh, not Jaron Hall Jordan Love gets bailed out upon review after it showed his arm was coming forward the pass but here you go both uh, Isaiah Kafusi as well as one of the stars of the night Lopini Katoa after him talking about his play on the field both running and catching the ball out of the backfield at the running back position here you go BYU players right here on Locked on Cougars chance and so to, to get him in the first half uh, it really just is a, a big boost for us so you know big big credit to all those guys who, who made plays and I was hoping to get a touchdown down here it's the only thing I need is, is points you know on the stat sheet so hopefully hopefully one of these games I'll get some points yeah 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 BYU is just a family affair I mean we you know we're all about families. We love families, and uh, you know, you're proud of the proud of the Romney brother. That's cool for them, you know. And it's it's fun for me and Jax as well to have the, the two picks last week, and it's it's just fun. That screenplay went killed him all night long. What was the secret behind it? Uh, I don't know. It's just good execution, good play calling, and uh, it was there, so we kept kept running it, and uh, just ran behind the big boys who who got out in front of me. How much fun was it to put up 42 points, 639 yards, total yards? I mean, that's the offensive breakout game you guys haven't been able to have yet this year. Yeah, it was good. Uh, those are our true colors, really. Like, we know we could do that week in and week out, and so the fact that we came and put it together today was, was huge for us. What did you do differently in the red zone where you were able to score? Uh, I'm not exactly sure. I feel like just the passion we had um, really, you know, helped out in the red zone, just the, the desire to, to score, to to make plays, it shows in the red zone. 
What's it like having these quarterbacks? Because you've played with Zach now, Jaron started the game, Baylor, you know, closed it out in the second half. It doesn't seem to matter. Yeah, definitely. I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter who's, who's back there. I don't have to look really like it just feels the same. We don't skip a beat. They're all ready and it just goes to show like they prepare really hard. Um, Coach Roger gets them ready and so it shows on the field. You guys do a really good job of keeping it week to week, but is it ever incredible to you how much you guys can cram into a single season emotionally? Oh man, it's a, it's a roller coaster, but hopefully it's just going up from here. Talk about the importance of those turnovers in the first half, because Utah State had some momentum mm -hmm. driving, and the defense put you guys into some good positions by, by forcing those turnovers. Those are huge. Just the momentum shift and the short field that it creates a lot of the time is, is huge, and um, it's good that we were able to capitalize on a lot of those, and so that made a huge difference in the game. Did you hear from celebration wagon wheel? How much fun did you have with that wagon wheel? No, man, it's really it, it's awesome to be able to bring that back home and bring it home to stay. Uh, hopefully, keep that there in Provo. You got the big screen pass where you got caught at the end, <laughs> then you were able to come back in and score. Yeah, just kind of a reward at that point to be able to get back. Yeah, in the end zone after that. Yeah, I was definitely begging to get back in. You know, like like you brought up, I got caught, and that's never a good feeling. But uh, it just felt good to to be able to put the game away. It's come up a couple times this season how much you guys love Kalani and how hard you play for him. Can you just elaborate on that one more time? Just a guy that everybody seems to admire and, and, and adore. Uh, just the passion he has, uh, the desire he has to win and to take care of, you know, to treat it like a family. It feels like a family here at BYU. And just the fact that we're able to, you know, feed off of his passion and, and play with that on the field has been, has been great. Without him, what do you think would happen? Would you, be, you guys be able to hold it together? Uh, yeah, he like to like to think so for sure. But he's a big part of you know, of who we are. Um, I know I, I love playing for Coach Sataki. I know he'll have my back, and, and that he's gonna bring us, you know, get us ready, get us energized for whatever we need. Was it weird to have the end of the game where the outcome was in your favor and you could just sit on the sidelines and watch the last few minutes? Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know we've kept a lot of our wins close, um, so it was nice to to show that we can put it away. There you go, both Isaiah Kafusi and Lopini Kato after BYU beats up on their rival, Utah State, 42-14. Big-time win for the Cougars. They now turn their attention to Liberty next week. Uh, great kickoff time, in all reality, for November for BYU. A 5.30 kickoff on ESPNU against the Liberty Flames. Liberty played uh, UMass today and absolutely torched UMass. UMass is an awful team. They might be the worst team in the FBS subdivi subdivision of college football. But Liberty comes in here with Hugh Freeze, a pretty high-flying offense, but they've beaten up on teams that are much lesser than what BYU has faced. I'm expecting the Cougars should roll in that game should they not get in their own way. We'll break that down all for you guys all next week. Can't thank you guys enough for your continued support of this podcast. Whenever you're listening to this early Sunday morning, late tonight, like I'm up, it's, it's 1 a.m. Officially should be 2 a.m., but daylight savings time has just kicked in. We fell back an hour as I was recording this podcast, but BYU wins the game all the same, 42-14 to over Utah State. Now turns their attention to Liberty and a game against the Flames this coming Saturday. Once again, 5.30 p.m. kickoff on ESPNU. BYU, I'm expecting to be heavily favored in this game as they take on the Flames. That'll do it for this edition, a special postcast edition of Locked on Cougars. Can't thank you guys enough for your continued support of the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow morning, Monday morning, with a full edition of the podcast, obviously, with 
more thoughts on the win for BYU as I review the film, etc. So a lot to get to. And of course, thanks for joining us each and every day on this daily podcast, all focused on the BYU Cougars, brought to you by our good friends at Deseret First Credit Union, our title sponsor here on Locked on Cougars. Have a great rest of your night, day, whenever you hear this, and we'll talk to you soon. This has been Locked on Cougars, special Utah State postcast edition of the podcast. See ya.